Amen, amen, amen. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so glad that our pastor is back. And I'm so glad that God kept him safely, him and his family, every step of the way. When we put our trust in God, he always comes through. He always comes through. He may not do things exactly the way we want him to do it, but he will come through because he is faithful. And so I just want to say, Father, I thank you for this opportunity, Father God, to be used by you as a vessel. Father God, I surrender. I surrender. I'm just going to let you, Holy Spirit, have your way. Bless your people, Father God. Speak to their hearts. Speak to them, Father God, words of love, words of comfort, words that will soothe their hearts, Father God, so that they can stand, Father God, in a world that is crazy and mixed up. Lord, we put all our faith and trust in you. We're not changing our minds. We're not changing our hearts. We're going forward with you, Lord, in all things. And on this day, we thank you for your son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> Do you know that as Christians, we can live in a crazy, crazy world that is steadily headed for destruction and still have peace? We can do that as Christians. If you turn on your TV today, <clears throat> and I try not to watch half the stuff on there, three-quarters of it, because you see people defiling themselves for ratings, for the shock factor. You see them doing all kinds of things that just grieves my heart. And maybe they have a lot of money, and they may be living in big homes, and they may have fancy cars, but they're not happy. They're not happy. And why? Because if you do not know Lord Jesus, you can't be at peace in this world. You cannot be at peace. And if you have no peace, you have no joy. Because in order to have joy, you must have peace peace and the world has no peace so we're not to point our fingers at the world we're not to look out and say you know what they're doing this and that we're supposed to pray we are supposed to speak words of life into them we are to just minister to them gently and give them our testimonies and give them words of life where they can make the decision to go another way, to choose Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know, <clears throat> our priorities as Christians are different than the world's. It's okay to have nice things. It's okay to have a nice home, a nice car. You know, the Lord wants us to have nice things, but we don't live to have stuff. We don't live to have stuff. Our priorities are to do the will of God and to advance his kingdom in the earth. 
Those are our priorities. The stuff will come when we do what God has asked us to do. He said in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we don't have to work for stuff. What we need to do is obey God and do his will and advance the kingdom by witnessing to the lost. In Romans 14 and 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, being in right standing with the Lord. So what is peace? What is peace? Some people think peace is absent of trials and tribulations. If I don't have any storms and if I don't have any trials, I've got peace. But that's not so. You see, the definition of peace that I looked up is, it is a state of tranquility or a quietness of spirit that transcends circumstances. Transcends circumstances. So it doesn't matter what's going on, whether things are smooth, whether things are rough. When you've got the Lord, you have peace. See, real peace isn't what we eat. It isn't what we drink. It's not what we put on. It's not the money that we make. Real peace is putting God first in our lives and learning to thrive in all situations. I'm going to use that word again, thrive. Thrive in all situations, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what's going on. When you have the peace of God, yes, you can thrive, even when everything around you may seem like it's going crazy. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, you're going to have to bear with me for a second because Apostle Paul, we know that he wrote 75% or more of the New Testament. We know that he was born into a Jewish family, a Roman citizen, a Pharisee, a scholar, a very intelligent man. He was born as Saul. But on the road to Damascus, God spoke to him. Jesus spoke to him, and he converted. And after that, he went forward to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to wherever God sent him. Now, think about it for a minute. If you read the New Testament and you read about Paul, you find that he was ostracized, he was whipped, he was beaten, he was persecuted, he was shipwrecked, he was bitten by a snake. I mean, he was jailed numerous times Paul went to jail. But every time I pick up the Bible, every time I read one of his letters, he doesn't say, Paul, an apostle of Christ through our Lord Jesus, and an apostle of God, he doesn't, he doesn't panic. 
he's just calm. And he says, grace and peace unto you. He doesn't say, I'm in jail and get me out of here. The food is lousy. The guards are horrible. I don't know why I'm doing this. Get me out of here. Can somebody come rescue me? You don't hear that from Paul. In his epistles, he's comforting people. He's giving instruction. He's being used by God to bless people. He's not looking for a way of escape. So how can he go through, or how did he go through all that he did? Being persecuted constantly. He had peace. He had the peace of God in him. He had contentment in him. In fact, Philippians 4 and 12 says, part of it says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to be abound. In other words, he knew how to have peace when he had little or he had a lot. Whether things were going great or whether they weren't going so great. He depended on God. God was his source. He found peace, his peace in God. And he could go through anything, anything, because he knew that his God and our God will keep us safe. It doesn't matter what's going on right now, and I don't mean to seem mean, because I know many of us are going through some things that may be very hurtful. But God is in control. And God will take you through safely. And maybe you think he hasn't heard your prayers or that he's listening to you or that he knows your hurt or your struggles. He knows them all. He knows every hair on your head. And I'm here to tell you that if you will just give it to him, just cast every care upon him because he does care for us just let it go just get to the end of yourself say self I can't do this anymore just let it go and give it to God and you will see him move in your life like you've never seen him move before because it is his good pleasure to deliver us out of all our troubles all our troubles not some of our troubles but all of our troubles. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. So peace, peace is so important in our walk as Christians. And there's only one source of our peace. That's God. Man has no peace. God does. In John 14 and 27, in 26, which we don't have in the screen, the, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he's telling them, he's giving them some information about what's going to happen when he leaves. And he says, the comforter's going to come, and he's going to teach you things and bring things to your remembrance. And then in 27, he says, I am leaving you with a gift, a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. 
Jesus tells us, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Because I've given you my peace, me, Jesus. I'm giving you a gift so that you have peace of mind and peace of heart. And that whatever comes your way, trust me, trust me, and don't let the world take your peace. Do not let the world take your peace. Don't let anybody take your peace. You know, Christians can take your peace. Sorry to say it, but it happens. If we get in strife with our brothers and sisters, guess what? We've let a wedge come in and take our peace. So we are not to let anyone take our peace. Now, I'm going to try this analogy, and ladies, forgive me, forgive me. I'm going to ask for forgiveness up front. Remember Pastor John Zondervan's message on forgiveness. Y'all remember that message? Forgive me, okay? Fellas, help me out here. I might mess up a little bit, but stick with me. I want to give you an analogy, okay? As Christians, Jesus Christ has given us his peace, but the enemy wants to take it away from us, okay? So this is what the enemy does with non-Christians, people who have no word in them, people who don't know Jesus as Lord. This is what the enemy does. He takes them through round one and round two and round three, and he gives them things, and he makes things look really great, and he's like, yeah, come on, come on, yeah, and he dangles his carrot, and he's got people hopping and jumping, and hopping and jumping, and that's what the enemy does. He just keeps making it look better and better, but behind there, there's sin and ugliness and death, but he deceives non-Christians. He deceives them, And after he gets done with them, when he's tired of them, you know what he does? He gives them the knockout punch. Bam! And he destroys them. And then he kicks them to the side. And he has no use for them. And he says, ugh! And he goes to the next victim. But with Christians, we've got Holy Spirit living within us. He can't knock us out. He cannot knock us out. He cannot knock us out. No matter what the enemy throws at us, he cannot knock us out. But this is what he can do. He can jab. He can just jab. Just keep jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. Oh, you got laid off? Jab, 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 jab. Oh, you got some bad news? Someone in the family's ill. Jab, 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 jab. Oh, something that you had been praying for didn't come to pass when you wanted it to. Jab, 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 jab. You start worrying. You start getting anxious. You start getting fretful. And sooner or later, you start getting discouraged. And then your peace. Your peace, your peace is interrupted. Your peace is affected. And you get discouraged and you say, well, why am I, why am I praying? And you stop praying. 
and you stop confessing words of life and you stop standing on the word. I've done it. I have. I've gotten discouraged. I'm going to be honest. I have. And so he jabs and he jabs and he jabs and he jabs because what he wants to do is he wants to, as they call it, sucker punch you. That's a coward's punch. He wants to hit you so hard that you stop believing in God's promises, that you start, start doubting God. And when you start doubting God, then he has you in a position where he can hurt you. So we are to never, ever, ever, ever let the enemy take our peace. And God has shown us a way in his word that we can stand and we can come up against the enemy and we can stand firmly. And no matter what he does, if he jabs us, we can take our stand and he will not be able to sucker punch us. He gives us instructions in Philippians 4, 4 through 9, if you have your Bibles. And it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, do. You've seen it, you've heard it, you've learned it, you've received it, do it. And the God of peace, the God of peace shall be with you. He's told us how to do it, how to have peace in all situations. So we enter into God's peace when we Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, Pastor Jeremy almost took my message because it's like praise and worship and rejoicing. It's so important that he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. He was emphatic. Our Lord was emphatic about it. Rejoice always in the Lord. Always rejoice. So when we see Sana and Amy and Brett, and Mike, and Scott, and Jared up here every week, week after week, week after week, week after week. They're not 
singing and playing to entertain us. No, and they sound so good. And from a natural standpoint, you could come here and say, yeah, the music at Radiant Church is slamming. But from a supernatural standpoint, oh, the music at Radiant ministers to my heart. It brings me joy. I enter into the presence of the Lord when I hear the words of God being sing, sung. And when the music plays, it's like I'm before the altar and I'm lifting up my hands and I'm just receiving of what God has for me, his peace. And I'm blessing the Lord when I open my mouth and he loves to hear it. They're helping us to enter in so that we can rejoice. And when we rejoice, that peace settles into us. That peace that surpasses all understanding, it keeps our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. That's why they come every week, is to minister to us with the gifts that God has placed in them for us, that we might be built up, that we might be edified, that we might be strengthened, that we would have this peace form in us, that in regardless of the storms and the crises and the naysayers and the things that are going on, my God has gotten me. My God is protecting me. My God will see me through safely. Yes, Lord, it's uncomfortable, but I trust you. I trust you in all things. I'm not going backwards. You're going to have to carry me to go forward, but I'm going with you, Daddy. I don't care what they say. They're talking and they're saying things that are negative. But you know what, Lord? I close my ears to what they're saying. And Father God, they're speaking things that are negative, but I got to get away from that because I'm going to confess life into my situation. I'm going to speak to the enemy and say, you cannot do it in this house. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and you will not. You will not be able to do anything in here, enemy. I have the peace of God in me, and my Father delivers me out of all my troubles. Now, some of you say, well, Celeste, you go through all of that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because you know what? I don't care how crazy I look to people anymore. It doesn't matter. I want my peace, and I'm going to seek it, and I'm going to run after it, and I'm going to do all that I got to do to get it. I don't care if you think I'm crazy, I'm crazy for Jesus. So we need to, we need to, as the body of Christ, we need to seek our Lord and rejoice. Just rejoice, regardless of the circumstances. Rejoice. He tells us, number two, remain meek and gentle in all situations. Can we be meek under provocation? Are we always ready to forgive? Are we sweet in our disposition at all times? Ooh, that's one I got to work on, Lord, and I can't do it without him because I need work in that area. But if we are to be gentle and meek and represent him under provocation, when we don't strike back, no matter what is happening, when we don't 
do what someone else has done to us to hurt us, then you know what? A peace comes on us because we know God is going to protect us. God is going to protect us. God is going to protect us. It says in Romans 12 and 18 through 21, and this is not on the screen, Romans 12, 18, and 21, if you want to write it down. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What I've learned in my walk with the Lord over time is that they just need the love of God. People who are ornery, people who would try to hurt us, people who might say things about us, they're insecure, they're jealous, but at the root of that, is they need God. They need Jesus Christ in their lives. That's what's at the root of that. And I shudder to think, but at one point, I was very insecure because I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know him. So who knows what I did back then, and I thank God for the blood of Jesus. I thank God for the blood. Amen? He tells us, number three, refuse to worry, doubt, and become fretful. Worry is not going to, to solve the situation. Fretting is not going to do anything. In fact, it's only going to make you more fretful. It's going to make you worry more. And so this is where crunch time comes in. Either you're going to choose to worry or you're going to give it to God. It's crunch time. What are you going to do? You just got some bad news. A test came back and said something is wrong. Are you going to say, oh, my God, oh, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's probably our first natural reaction. But we need to calm down and say, that's what the doctor says. Lord, I believe you're a healer. And Father, I know that you have a plan for my life, a purpose and a destiny. And it hasn't been completed yet. And so, Father God, I'm going to trust you that you will heal me. Because I believe that you have healing power. And I will lay hands on myself. Because I'm a believer. I will lay hands on myself, and Father God, your healing power has the ability to work through my faith, and you can heal me with me laying hands on myself. There have been times when I've done that. About six or seven years ago, in the middle of the night, I got very sick, and I really wanted to call my pastor at the time, but I knew he would not appreciate it. I knew it. And then I said, okay, what am I to do? And that tiny, that tiny voice, that still, gentle voice said, you're a believer. Lay hands on yourself. I'm like, yeah, that's what the Bible says. Why aren't I doing that? And I laid hands on myself, 
I prayed and I fell asleep. And when I woke up in the morning, it was totally gone, totally gone. And so I believe, I believe what the Bible says. And I know you do too. That's why you're here. I know you believe. Amen? So we're not to fret. We're not to worry. We're not to doubt. And then it says, pray and supplicate with thanksgiving. Well, you've heard a million times, pray, 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 pray. Well, you're going to hear it a million and one, okay? Prayer calms us down. Prayer is our way of communicating with God and hearing what he wants to do about our situation. See, there's a time for us to pray, and if you can pray in tongues, it will build you up, but you can pray with the understanding in English also. But after you pray, I want to encourage you, family. I want to encourage you just to get silent. Just get silent before God, and he's going to speak to you. Because oftentimes you want to say, Lord, this is going on, and Father, I pray for this person and that person. And yes, we need to pray for others, and we need to pray for our families, and we need to pray for ourselves, and we need to Bless him and say, Lord, I just want to love on you and tell you how great you are. But then there's a time for us to, after we pray, just to be silent. And God is going to talk to you. He's going to talk to you. And he's going to direct you. He has all the solutions. All the solutions. And that's going to give you such great peace. See, when we rejoice... And when we remain meek and gentle, and when we refuse to worry, doubt, and fret, and when we pray and put our petitions in front of him, because he tells us to come boldly, to come boldly to the throne of grace, to obtain mercy and grace to help in a time of need. He tells us that we can come confidently so if we can come to the Lord and we can come with confidence, then we need to leave whatever we brought to him on the throne and trust that he's going to take care of it. When you come to the Lord, don't pick up what you've put on the altar. Leave it there. That's why he says to cast it. Cast all of it and leave it. But as humans, we want to pick up and we want to start fixing things. Oh, he's not moving fast enough. I don't see God moving in my life. Uh-oh, I better help him. Uh-oh, let me call a friend of mine and see what they did in the situation. Uh-oh, let me call mom. Mom, did you ever face this? Well, I was thinking about doing this. You haven't even heard what God has to say. And you're off to the races. You're off to the races. And you know what? That's just enough to put a wedge in to get a jab, to get a jab to get a jab because you're not doing it the way God wants you to do it. You're worrying, you're fretting, you want to take care of it yourself. And that's not what God wants us to do. And last of all, we need to choose to focus on God and not the situation. Keep our focus on the Lord. You know, there are all kinds of distractions all of you know this. Everyone in here has a busy life. If you're not going to work, raising a family, seeing about a parent, 
If you're not going to school, it's busy. It's busy helping out um, in your neighborhood, your community, serving here. It's a busy, busy life that we live. But be careful. Be careful because you can get distracted. And distractions, again, we're tired. So, you know what? I'll get to prayer tomorrow. I'll open up my word tomorrow. Oh, it's Tuesday. Now it's Thursday. I'll get to it on Saturday. The enemy wants to take a jab. No condemnation, folks. I'm telling you, I've been there. God wants to help us. He wants us to keep the peace. He's our peace. He wants us to focus on him. See, Isaiah 26 and 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. When we keep our focus on the Lord, there's nothing that the enemy can do. He can jab. Jab. Jab away. I'm going to jab you back. You want to sucker punch me? I'm sucker punching you. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm steeped with the word. I walk in victory. I follow Holy Spirit and I come with his power and with his might. Jesus gave me the authority to crush your head, enemy. You have no reign, no say-so, nothing in my home. I take authority over you with the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, we got to get just that, just that way, okay? Well, we take a stand because the world is falling apart, and they're looking for a solution. And that solution is in us. And if we're distracted and if we're letting the enemy whoop our heads, well, how can we help those who are lost? If he's beating us up and we're trying to shield and then we're being attacked and we're panicking and we're worrying and we don't have any peace, what can we do to offer them comfort? They're saying, wow, I know they believe in God, but I don't know if their God can handle my situation because he sure isn't handling theirs by the way they're reacting. People are watching us, and they're watching to see the God in us. And we are the solution to a lost world. And so I want to encourage everyone here today to keep your peace. Rejoice in him. Don't fret. Don't worry. Remain meek in all situations. Let God be in control. Focus on him. Just focus on him. If there's any in here today that do not know Jesus as Lord, I want to encourage you to give your life to him because he is the source of your peace. You're not going to be able to live in this world with any comfort without him. If there's anyone in here that doesn't know Jesus, could you just slip up your hand 
and we want to pray for you. Is there anyone here? So let us pray. Father God, in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father God, for your son who went to the cross for us. Father God, those who don't know him, Father God, can come to know him, Father God, by confessing that he went to the cross for our sins, by saying with their mouth and believing in their heart that Jesus is Lord. And Father God, you will enter in immediately, Father God, and that person's life now belongs to you, and they are a child of yours. And so, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this day. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your peace, the peace that passes all understanding and is keeping and guarding our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Lord, we're not going to let anybody, anything, the enemy, any situation, any circumstance steal our peace. Because God, we've got work to do for the kingdom to advance it. And Father God, we will do, do that with joy. And we will do that, Father God, unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.